Good morning. It's uh, Thursday morning. It's so good to get to start off our day together in God's Word. I'm excited to get to be with you as we continue doing things a little bit different this week. My schedule is a little bit different. I think I've got an idea for what I want our Rooted in Christ to look like um, the next few weeks together. So I've kind of, I'm going to try something new and different Monday. So uh, this, the next two days, Today and tomorrow, we'll continue with the way we've been doing things. I'm going to try something a little bit different Monday, and I hope you enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to kind of kind of trying something uh, different as church has gotten cranked back up more and more. My schedule's gotten a little bit different, and so I'm going to try something that I think might be, uh, be fun for us. Speaking of church cranking back up, come worship with us Sunday. Sunday's going to be a great day at St. Matthew's, 8.30, traditional worship, 9 o'clock drive-in, and then 11 o'clock traditional worship at the intersection. You don't want to miss it. We had a great Sunday last week, and I'm really looking forward to worshiping together this week. So um, can't wait to see what God does as we gather together this Sunday. You can find out more at stm-umc.org slash worship. It's going to be a, a great time together. Today, our, um, our reading today is going to come from, um, from John, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 3. We're going to start Luke 3, verse 7, and we're going to continue from 7 to verse 14. Of Luke chapter 3, where it says this. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able to, from these stones, raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every, every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. The crowds asked him, What then shall we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none, and whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors can be, came to be baptized. And they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusations, and be satisfied with your wages. Okay, here we see John the Baptist baptizing. That's what his name is, John the Baptist. Well, I'm, that's not his given name. You know, he, he's, not, he's not the son of Steve the Baptist and Mary the Baptist. You know, he's, a, he's John, and he's a Baptist. he baptizes. So I want to talk to you real quick, quick about what baptism was and then talk about his teaching that he shared with the folks who came to hear him preach. First, baptism. Um, baptism is an interesting thing, um, there's an early church teaching called the Didache, which really delves into what baptism was and how, how the early church should do it. Most scholars believe that John was doing a form of what's called a mikvah bath. A mikvah bath was a very common uh, Jewish rite of purification. If you remember, um, do you remember when Jesus uh, turned the water into wine? It says he poured, got water uh, uh, into these huge... Um, stone jars that were going to be used for purification. Uh, basically, a mikvah bath was something that the Jews would engage in before they had a, a big event or religious festival or religious ritual. If you remember, um, if you remember when Jesus uh, was washing the disciples' feet and he tells Peter he was going to wash his feet, and Peter says, no, 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 you're not doing that to me. And Jesus said, well, unless I wash your feet, you have no part of me. And then Peter says, well, not, not my feet, but my entire body. And then she said, do you not remember you had a bath before? You just need to have your feet washed. The Jewish mikvah bath was basically, um, they're all over. If you're ever, ever so lucky to go to the Holy Land, you'll see lots of mikvah baths all around. There's some of the temple mount. They're just kind of all over. A mikvah bath, um, it looked, I mean, almost like a swimming pool. That's kind of the best 
American analogy I can give you is a, a, a stone swimming pool. They would walk down into the steps, and they would walk in the mikvah bath, and then they would, they would wash themselves. It was not a bath like you think of, but it was just basically it was a ritualistic washing of themselves that they would engage in to be pure before going to the Passover feast or going to a Seder meal or going to the temple. That's why they were all over, because you would do this before you engaged in religious, religious ritual. So, very common thing that the Jewish people would do. The Jews would be very familiar with it. Not at all an un uncommon thing for someone in that context to do. So most scholars believe that John was engaging in a form of the Jewish mikvah bath. Now, one of the questions we often ask in our context is, well, was he immersing them? What was he doing? Was he pouring on them? What was he doing? Many scholars, and this is an issue that Christians debate, many scholars believe that what John was doing was John was taking a seashell and taking the water from the seashell and pouring it upon his head. That's why, that's where the tradition of sprinkling and pouring come from that the Methodist church engage in. Some will say, no, he was immersing. So that's where our, our Baptist brothers and sisters, you know, um, get their belief from. But in the Methodist tradition, um, a, ba a baptism is what's called a, sa a baptism is what's called a sacrament. And the sacrament, the definition of that is it was an outward sign of an inward grace. And so the outward sign to us isn't as important as the inward grace that's happening, either in an infant baptism or later if, a, an infant, if you've not been baptized when you have an adult baptism. It's about the inward grace that's working within. So that way, at least the Methodist church, we baptize, we, we sprinkle, we pour, we immerse. I've done all three in my ministry. I've done all three here at St. Matthew's. I've done all of them here um, because it's an outward sign of an inward grace. It's about what's happening on the inside. It's about the inward grace that really makes the difference, not the outward sign. I say, we'll sprinkle, we'll pour, we'll immerse. I'll chase with a water hose. I don't much care. Whatever you need, I'll make it happen. So that's what John was doing. Is he, was, he was most likely um, was, uh, engaging in a form of the Jewish mikvah bath, which would have been a very common thing for them to know in that context. Okay, but what's really interesting to me is what's happening in the teaching. They say, what are we to do? What are we to do? And then he says this, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. Tax collectors, they are told to teach, to collect no more than prescribed. Soldiers, do not extort money. Last week we talked about, uh, in, in the sermon I talked about um, what it means to do justice. This right here is a perfect example of what it means to do justice. You have two coats? Well, then share one because your neighbor needs a coat. You have enough food to eat? Share your food with someone because your neighbor needs food to eat. Don't use your power or position for your own benefit. So a tax collector who was seen as the scum of the earth by the Jewish people, so don't, don't use your position as a tax collector to extort money from your fellow Jews. If you're a soldier, notice Paul did not, Peter did not, John, that's who we're talking about, John did not say, don't stop. He didn't say stop being a soldier. No, he didn't criticize that. If you've ever been to a service I've done, I, when I pray, I always pray for our military. I've had military folk ask me, say, well, is it okay to be a Christian and a soldier? Because our, our armed forces see all kinds of stuff. And I, and I always point to that passage there, and John says, no, if you're, if you're a soldier, keep being faithful, but don't use, your, don't use your position and your power to take advantage of others. Don't use your position and power to benefit yourself. Use it to help other people. 
So if you have two coats, give a coat away to somebody. If you've got enough food, share it. And don't use your position and power to benefit others. That's what it means to do justice, to use what we have individually and collectively, to use what we have to help other people. John believes that this religious life is so important that it must not just be something that we do through our words. It must not be something that we do through religious ritual, like, ba like baptism or, or mikvah baths. But our command is to live out this good news of the kingdom of God in small ways and in big ways, by helping others, by doing for others, by sharing what we have, and by not using our power and position to benefit ourselves. But if God has blessed you with power and position, then use it to help others. Don't use it to enrich yourself. The tax collectors were using their position as a tax collector to, to steal and to benefit themselves. The soldiers were using their position as a soldier to extort money. John says, no, don't do that. Be honest. Have integrity. Care for others. Use what you have. Use what you have. Use your ability. Use your power. Use your, use your privilege. Use whatever, whatever you have. Use it to help somebody else. If you've been blessed like I have to have a pretty good life, I'm so blessed to have what I have. God's blessed me with a position of influence. God's blessed me with more than enough. God's blessed me with friendships and relationships. God has blessed me abundantly. Then I've got to use the blessings that God has given me to benefit someone else. I think that's what it means to do justice in our own individual lives. To not use our positions, to not use our power to enrich ourselves and to benefit ourselves, but to use what God's given us to help other people. As John tells the folks who came out to the river to hear him preach and be baptized. Because as Jesus will tell us later, do your good works before men, that they may honor your Father and people give praise to your Father. When we live out the gospel, not just do we change people's lives for the better, but they give glory to God. And they see the difference that we can make. I, see, I, feel, I, see, I still think we can make a difference in this world. I still think as Christians we can make a big difference in this world by using the blessings that God has given us to point others to him and to benefit others. So John gives some real practical advice to us today. And my prayer is that you and I can live out his advice and his teaching in our daily life each day. Love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great rest of your uh, Thursday. And we'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning for uh, another devotional. Have a great day. See you in the morning.